welcome to the Ark Builders Podcast, a ministry of The Rock Parkersburg. In every episode, we hope to explore God's Word and encourage you to do the same. We hope you enjoy this episode. Well, welcome back. We are here for Ark Builders Podcast. I am Trent Bowles, and this is my good friend and getting better, uh, Charlie Rowan. <laughs> hey, everybody. So you know how you you knit hearts together the more time you hang out and spend time with. So <laughs> studio time is you know is unlike any other time for those of you who who've been there and done those kind of things. So all right, well we're going to get started. The incredible love story in the Book of Ruth and the Bride of Christ. Yeah, this is a pretty intricate thing. So kind of hang uh, because we've got to lay some foundation here so you can understand this. But you've heard people say the word redeemer or maybe even heard people say kinsman redeemer. But the Lord started re- um, working on me about this and uh, and uh, basically gave me a, a really desire to study this. And um, it, it has really changed my <laughs> the way I look at the Redeemer. And it also just makes me fall more in love with uh, the Father and with, um, with Jesus because of all that He is and all that He has done for us. You know, a lot of times it's hard to appreciate something uh, if you if you don't understand everything that they've done for you, you know, like Jesus said, uh, whenever the, you know, Mary was washing his feet and, you know, crying out and, you know, Jesus said, well, who do you think uh, would be more appreciative? Somebody that was forgiven, say, $5 million or somebody that was forgiven $30? Those aren't exact figures, but you got the drift. <laughs> right. And um, the answer was, well, the one who forgave $5 million, And he said, exactly. The problem is we were all sick. We all had a sin debt we couldn't pay. It's just that whenever you don't realize that, how can you praise him like you should? Right. And so this is just one of those things that just made me praise him more, made me be more thankful. And I think it's so powerful whenever you look at the design of God in all of his ways throughout the Old Testament into the new. Well, so guys, it's only four chapters, the book of Ruth. So this is a this is a really it's a great study and this will get you started. So um we're going we're gonna to speak about redemption. Yeah. yeah. So first of all, we need to understand what the Goel or the Redeemer is. So there's a Redeemer, the kinsman Redeemer. There's a Leverite marriage. And there's also uh, the Avenger of the Blood. So the Redeemer. Those, are, those three aren't, aren't the same thing. Um, well, they're all, they are all... Um, uh, capacities, or uh, they are all um, things that a redeemer has to do. I got you. So the point is, is that those are three functions of the redeemer. Those three things. So go ahead and go ahead and put put some clarification in the first thing that the redeemer has an option to do because we were talking about that before we got started. Well, so. yeah, yeah. The Redeemer, so you had the ability, you have to understand that in Israel, they never owned the land and they never, the land was God's, okay? So the Israelites never owned the land. They leased, they, they was actually a lease from God. Mm-hmm. Now that's another podcast too. <laughs> okay. okay, but but anyway, so what would happen is if somebody became destitute or they became poor, they could actually sell their portion of the lease. Okay, right. Because what happened 
and this is another thing you could do a podcast on, the way the Lord set this up, but at the end of 49 years, in the 50th year, um, if there were no Redeemer for you, your land had to be returned back to you. Right. Okay. Right. So the, the redemption. The, the year of Jubilee. Yeah, the year of Jubilee. So the redemption was that a blood relative, okay, mm-hmm. remember that. Okay. Blood relative. Yep. A blood relative um, who was doing well would say, okay, I will buy back, I will buy back the lease that you sold. Right. Knowing that when he purchased it back, that at the end of Jubilees, it wouldn't have been his. Right. It, yeah, because it reverts back to the original owner. Yes. He's just holding the lease until the year of Jubilee. He, yeah, he's purchasing back the lease right. for his brother, mm-hmm. okay, or close relative. Um, and then, uh, you know, at the end of the Jubilee, then the land would revert back uh, to his relative. Mm-hmm. So um, he's keeping that within his family. He's not allowing that to go outside the family. Okay. See? You could also uh, sell yourself if you got destitute enough. Right. Uh, as a slave. Right. Now, as a Jew, a Jewish person as a slave, they were to be treated like a worker. And even at that point, um, you know, at the year of Jubilee, they had to be set free and their family had to be set free. Right. But you could, as a redeemer, you could pay for their freedom. Right. Before the year of Jubilee. Well, 49 years is a long time to be a slave, I mean, depending on, you know. Well, you don't know when, what, at what point, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> right, absolutely. You're still purchasing with your money the redemption of a, of a relative. Right. Okay? Right. Now, also, the, the avenger of the blood had to be, um, was a redeemer as well, because um, if um, somebody killed your relative, and they murdered them. They didn't. They didn't do it out of an act of defense or a mistake, or a, you know, a, that some kind of an accidental right. thing. Then, then you had to be a fierce warrior, and you had to avenge their blood and kill the person that killed them. So you had to be a very capable. You had to be a, a good provider. You know what I right. mean. And you had to be a good warrior, and you had to be selfless. Right now, the other part that is thrown into this is the uh, Leverite marriage. Yep. The Leverite marriage said that uh, if my my brother died and he didn't have any children, then I would marry his wife and I would carry on his name. Right. So what would happen is the first child that was born would not be born to my name, but would be born to my brother's name. And at the end, you know, at, if if I redeemed them in that manner through mm-hmm. the Leverite marriage, his name, and married the bride and redeemed the land, at the end, of the name would the son not bear my name, but it would bear the father's name. Right. Okay. Right. And and at the end of the the uh, jubilee, the property would be his, not right. mine. Right. So, so again, sacrificial. 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 Mm-hmm. And uh, just like we now bear the name of our Father. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so anyway, I gave a little bit of the way there, but... Well, okay. So, so starting... So because we're talking about Ruth, let's start with Ruth and Ruth's story and how she ended up in need of a kinsman redeemer. Yeah. 
So whenever you look at the story of Ruth, Elimelech, uh, which his name means God is my king, okay, and Ruth's name means I am pleasant, or yeah. not Ruth, but Naomi, uh, Elimelech's wife. Um, they had two children, uh, Milion and Chilion, I believe was their names. And um, he was a leader, and God was bringing judgment on the land. Now, and they, they lived in Bethlehem. Yep, the house of bread. Yep. Yep. They lived in Bethlehem. And so what happened was God was actually bringing judgment because the people weren't walking in his ways. So he's trying to teach them a lesson, right? So when you look at what Elimelech did, it was really nasty. He moved his family to to live with the Moabites, which is how Ruth comes into the story. Mm-hmm. All right, which was an enemy of God. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, the Moabites were yeah. enemies from from a very 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 long and generational. Yes. Yep. So he's running away from the judgment of God. It'd be like your kid running away from you when you're trying to discipline him. You know what I'm saying? That kind of makes dad upset when that happens. Yeah. So anyway, he's the dad's trying to do something to build character so that he can bless the bless the people because mm-hmm. they're not walking in his ways. You have to understand that the sin curses the land. Right. So the, so the famine that yeah. was going on, yeah. they, they can blame themselves only. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, so what you're looking at is you got a man here whose name's God is my king, who was a later, leader. His wife's uh, name meant you know pleasant, and and what he does is he names his children Milion and Chilion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of times when you had names back then, it was a represent representation, you know, of of your thoughts towards the Lord. I mean, if you look at a lot of the names, right? Right. Well, their boys' names meant sickly and dying. Wow. So you're in a famine, you're the judgment of God's on you, and you name your kids, and you're serving the Most High, and you're running away from His discipline, and you name your kids sickly and dying? Doesn't sound mm-hmm. like a good recipe, right? Right. So anyway, they move to uh, you know Moab, and then that's where Ruth comes in because she uh, marries, um, you know, I can't remember Milion or Chile. Yeah, right. I can't remember one which of one the, it was. One of the two. One of the two. Uh, but they both both of the boys marry a Moabite woman. Now here's what happens: Elimelech dies, and both of the sons die. Mm-hmm. Because if you're a leader in the house of God and you're running away from God's judgment and you're defaming His name and you side with the enemy. Really not a good thing. Okay? Exhibit A. Exhibit A. So now now we have three widows, right? Mm -hmm. So 10 years after the famine's over, you know, Naomi's like, I'm just going, I'm going back to Israel. And, you know, the two, the two Moabite uh, wives of her son said, we'll go with you. And Naomi's like, nah, there's no sense in that. I, I have no other children. I'm too old mm-hmm. to bear children. You, if you come back with me, you, you, you're not even going to be able to have a husband. Right. You know what I mean? And so uh, the one daughter went back and Ruth says, look, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I will leave my own family. Right. I don't care to carry on their ways or their name. I want the ways of your God. I'll leave, I'll forsake all. Yeah, my people will be. You know, I'll be. Yeah, yes. your God will be my God. Yes, is what your she ways said. will be my your ways. ways. Yep. Okay. And of course, this was uh, this was a woman who was born in Moab. She wasn't Jewish by birth, right? Right. 
and there would have been no no legal reason that she needed to do any of that. She chose. Yep. She she forsook all right to, for the ways of God. Okay. So she they moved back. And back then, there was a, what they call the law of gleaning. And what it was is that they would leave, uh, they would not, um, you know, harvest everything they had. They would leave the edges for the poor people to glean uh, so that they would have food. Now, here's the thing. Don't be have perverted mercy because these people had to show up and they had to. They had to work they for had that. They had to glean. Right. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> they're, picking, they're picking whatever was being harvested left on, over. all on their own. Yep. That was their work. Yep. And so, um, because the Lord says, if you don't work, you don't eat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? That's true. So, yes. I mean, if you're disabled to where you can't work, I'm not talking about that. Right. I'm just talking about outright laziness. So, so anyway, um, she was gleaning, and it says she just happened to be on Boaz's field. Completely coincidentally. Yeah. Now, it's it, it doesn't mention the name of, uh, of the person that introduced uh, Boaz to Ruth because, you know, Ruth kind of gets his um, gets his sight and, he, you know, he wants to know who she is and it doesn't give the name of the person who introduced them. Um, and... Uh, uh, I've listened to Chuck Missler sometimes on teachings, and he says it's very interesting that several times in the Bible that whenever somebody was actually introduced by the Holy Spirit, it doesn't give their name because when Jesus talks about that, that he will uh, you know, lead us into all truth and bring back remembrance of what he, uh, taught, mm-hmm. what he taught us, but he will not speak of himself. Right. So this, right. so this potentially could have been the Holy Spirit. Could have been the Holy Spirit. There was yeah. no, in other words, what I'm saying, there wasn't no just happening. Right. This was divine. Well, and and guess what? She put herself in a position because she wasn't. She she could have stayed in Moab, but she did not. Yeah. The, the only reason that she was gleaning is because she put herself in the position. Mm-hmm. So it's like gleaning the word. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> all right. So she forsook all. Right. She's gleaning. She's not only gleaning, but she's living the word because she's taking care of her mother-in-law. Right. 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 So now, because she's put herself in this position, now she gets introduced by, let's say, the Holy Spirit. Right. To Boaz. Okay. Right. Now, Boaz, um, I think his name means mighty man of God or... You know, something right. powerful. Right. You know? um, so anyway, uh, they get introduced. Um, you know, make a long story short, uh, he finds a lot of favor. She finds a lot of favor. Right. Uh, you know, he's saying like, "Hey, you can glean here anytime you want." Right. I'm. I'm guarantee your safety. Right. The, these young men won't bother you. Mm-hmm. But I don't. This harvest, the next harvest, and all the harvests, you can just glean right here. You don't have to go to any other fields. You don't have to go to right here. And so Boaz was related to Naomi's husband. Well, she didn't know that. Well, no. Ruth doesn't know any of that. Ruth didn't know that. Right. Yeah. Right. At the time. Right. So anyway, so what happens here is we've got several problems. We have, um, we've got Naomi coming back. We have her not owning any land because it was sold before she left. Mm-hmm. She would have to wait to the year of Jubilee before mm-hmm. anything was owned. Okay, right. um, and it probably wouldn't have went back to her because uh, she wasn't a man. Right. 
you know what I mean? Yes. Um, and then we have Ruth, uh, you know, here that is left to glean her whole life. Um, and, uh, you know, she, she doesn't have a chance of a, of a normal marriage. Right. Well, and the reason people gleaned is because they didn't have any property to plant anything on. That was the issue. Right. They didn't, mm-hmm. have, they didn't have any property. Right. They didn't have a place to plant seed. Right. Oh. <laughs> okay. You have to have a place, fellas. Uh, Listen up. Okay. So, so anyway, so we got a lot of problems going on here, right? Mm-hmm. And, and here, Naomi's family name can't be carried on. No. Right? Right. All right. So uh, these are all these are from serious problems, right? Some, some major challenges to, uh, yeah. To, to overcome. To, to overcome. I mean, you know, the Orpah, the other daughter-in-law, went back to the Moabite family that she came from. Um, Ruth and Naomi came back to Bethlehem and are working as hard as they can work to do what they can do. And, and they're being very obedient and diligent. And Ruth is starting to get a name for herself because of how she takes care of her mother-in-law and how she is selfless in everything that she does. Mm-hmm. Well, to make a long story short, Boaz was related. Right. And Naomi starts to instruct Ruth on what to do. Now, I'm going to make a long story short. So, right. So what happens is... Eventually, uh, Naomi instructs Ruth that whenever they get finished, um, you know, gleaning for or the, the harvest, uh, yes. uh, uh, that um, basically where um, you know Boaz would be, right? And that then she shows up as after he lays down, and she uncovers her feet, his feet, and puts a blanket over her. Now, what she's actually doing is asking him to marry her, right? Because here's one thing you have to understand about the about the Leverite marriage: the man, no matter how much he loves the woman, even if he is related, he's not the one that asks. The woman has to ask the man. Gotcha. Same thing with us with Christ. Oh, so so the redemption comes to Christ, but only when we ask. Yes. Just exactly as it shadowed for Ruth and Boaz. And she humbled herself like a servant because she put herself <laughs> in a position of humility. At his feet. At his feet. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so what happens is, you know, Boaz is like, oh, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's, you know, um, there's one that's closer than me. Right. So from from a legal standpoint, as kin, there was somebody in the line ahead of him. Yes, okay. ahead of him. Gotcha. And so, um, you know, Boaz knew everything that had to be done. You know, he knew everything right. that had to be done here. And um, there was no sexual transaction at this. None. Right. The word in the Hebrew it shows that. Right. It shows that they took the high road. There was nothing like that that went on. Right. Okay, and then what happened was the next day he gave um, uh, gave Ruth, I think it was uh, some provision, but it was mm-hmm. done in the lot of six. Okay, okay, and basically, and he said, "I won't let anything rest until this has taken place." In other words, you go home, take right. this to your mother, to, to your mother-in-law. Right. Naomi had never even met him yet. Okay. Okay. And what he was saying is, here's six portions. God created 
the earth in six days, and then he rested. I will not rest until this gets taken care of. Oh, I did not know. That's why she got six portions. That's good. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, name was like, she's known this guy. Is, he's a godly man. Right. So anyway, what happens is that, you know, Boaz, Boaz then goes to this guy rather than Ruth because Ruth has already approached him. Right. And the guy declines it. Right, the one who was closer. The closest. Okay. Declines it. Right. All right? So that's why he takes off his shoe, that showing that, you know, I have no right to that mm-hmm. land and okay. all those things. There's right. a lot more into that, but we won't go into it right. for this. But anyway, so in one swoop, here's what happens. In one swoop, the land gets redeemed. Okay. In one swoop, Naomi's family name is redeemed. Right. At the okay, so at the end of Jubilee, the land goes back to right. because what happens through the Leverite marriage now, through the Leverite marriage, when she has her firstborn, it will bear the name of Elimelech, last name. Okay. And her husband, they both had the same last name. Right, right. So therefore, now there's a male heir, and at the end of Jubilee, it goes back. So now Naomi's saved. Mm-hmm. Right. Naomi's saved. Jewish, right? Yes. She's redeemed. There's a son that's brought forth in the family name, and Ruth has a husband. She has a husband that is a provider. Mm-hmm. She has a husband that would be an avenger of blood, and and um, and you know it brings about total restoration. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand when you look at this in this story, God is showing how He will make complete redemption for the whole world. Was Na- was Ruth a Jew? Ruth was a Moabitess. She was 100%. From... 100%. Right. But even though she was a Moabitess, she forsook all. Mm-hmm. Right. And she... she put her place because she forsook all. Right. If you don't repent and forsake all and ask God, you, I'm going to leave the, everything. She literally, literally turned her back on everything she was to walk and follow Naomi out. Because she loved God in his ways. Right. Your God will be my God. Your ways will be my ways. Okay? And because she put her in, and she submitted to the ways of God, she put herself in the place of redemption. Right. And then she humbled herself and said, will you be my husband? So now you see what Christ did for us in redemption because he is capable. He mm-hmm. is the all provider. Right. Right. Right, Yahweh Jireh, that's one of his names. <laughs> right. All right. Right. And they all, also the many breasted one. You right. know what I mean? Yep. Per, the provision. Right. Okay. So, and he is able to create live seed inside of us to reproduce mm-hmm. the heart of the Father. Absolutely. Okay. And so then the whole family was restored at this point. Right. You know, Naomi, as a Jew, is now restored back to you know, her original right. Mm-hmm. And now this person who was not a Jew is restored. And as the avenger of the blood, Christ was able to destroy the enemy that murdered mankind. That's your Redeemer. 
in one swoop. That's what Jesus did. Right. In one swoop. That's what Jesus did. And whenever you look at this, what's really wild is that there are five women in the lineage of Christ. That are named. Okay, that are named. Right. That are named. Mm -hmm. The first one is, um, help me with this because I... Was it... It was Rahab. The first one was Rahab. Rahab the prostitute. Not Jude. Yeah. Forsook all. Family. Right. Every, everything. She, yeah. she risked That's, her life. Rahab was Boaz's mother. Rahab was Boaz's, yeah, Boaz's mother. Yeah. Okay? So we have, we have Rahab. Now we have Ruth, which Ruth is, um, oh, Jesse uh, is the father of, or the mother of Jesse. Right. Okay? Jesse's the father of David. Right. Right. Yes. Okay. And then we have, then we have, so we have Rahab, we have Ruth, we have Tamar, okay, which that's another beautiful story. Then we also have Bathsheba. Right. Where, and the verse actually says Uriah's wife. Yeah. And I mean, so, it's, it's and this woman was not a Jew either. And then we have Mary. But the hearts of those non-Jewish women, well, they, they would forsake all. Right. Right. Amen. And so when you look at this, we as non-Jewish people are brought in from the Redeemer. And we're called the Bride of Christ <laughs> because right. he's, our Leverite, he's our Leverite husband. But we have to ask him right. to marry us. Amen. Right. Many are called, but few are chosen. Right. Okay. I, I, I want to be chosen. Will you be my husband? Mm-hmm. Amen. So that's the Redeemer. The Redeemer redeems all things. He brings all things back to righteousness. And that's that's what our what our Jesus Christ the righteous did. And this story of Ruth is read and and right at the the, Pente- the day of Pentecost. Mm-hmm. The the harvest. Right. It's read and it was un- and the Jews had to eat unleavened bread with it. So God is talking about his bride, the bride of Christ, the Gentiles. You and me was being spoken of in this book. It was being practiced and had to be read. And they had to use leavened bread for hundreds or thousands of years before the day of Pentecost when you and I could be invited. Amen? By the blood of Christ as our kinsman redeemer, as our avenger of blood, and as our leverite husband. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We couldn't. I mean, Ruth couldn't. There was nothing. And like us, there was nothing Ruth could do on her own. I mean, in her own strength, she she was going to be gleaning the what was left at the edges of the field and then die with yeah. nothing. But if, who? But she says, without who cares? a redeemer, if I if if I can have God, right? I don't know everything, but I know He's a good God, and I know I'll leave everything I've got. Mm-hmm. Because he touched my heart. Yeah, we don't we don't have the backstory on what Ruth was able to see in Naomi, but you you don't leave everything you know and go with someone that you've only known for a few years since you married her son, unless there was something amazing about Naomi as a person. Amen. So 
that's that's phenomenal. Yeah. So, you know, I, I hope you guys uh, love that. It really meant a lot to me. Uh, I just think, you know, the ways of God are totally amazing. And, you know, we can't see the picture, but... He sees the, you know, the end from the beginning, and he laid all this out ahead of time. And these books are here for us to read to show that whenever Christ came, that he was fulfilling all these things. And the reason that I and Trent want you to know about these things, we don't want the enemy to come to steal your faith when you're having a bad day and saying, do you believe all that was written? Listen to me. These things were written thousands of years before they happened. Okay? And, the, and Christ fulfilled all of them. And, and this is a history. This is a prophecy of what is to come. And it is the fulfillment. And the more you know of this, the harder it is for the enemy to steal what the Lord's done for you. The truth will set you free. Amen. From every lie. Amen. <laughs> the fullness of Christ, gentlemen. Awesome. That's that's rich stuff, man. Uh, he, the, I mean, his goodness. That's all I can ever say is his goodness. I don't deserve what I have, man. I don't deserve my wife. I don't deserve my job. I don't deserve to come to church here. I don't deserve to have the friends I do. I don't deserve anything I have. I was a moron. Yeah. I mean, I was a moron. I, I have no right to the blessings that the Lord has given me. But he is my husband. He's my leverite husband. He's my redeemer. He's my provision. He's my salvation. He's my provider. He's my everything. That's that all in all. I mean, there's nothing without him that's worth worth having. And just like Ruth said, hey, I'll forsake everything. If all I get is your God, that's enough for me. Amen. Amen. That's good stuff. All right. Well, guys, this wraps it up for uh, for the podcast this this week. Uh, we we hope you're blessed. And Charles is going to go ahead, <clears throat> going to go ahead and pray, and we'll uh, we'll bless you guys as we go. Lord, we come to you in Christ's name, and we thank you for your redemptive love, your selflessness to give your to come from the throne from the kingdom of heaven. And lay yourself down. You want to talk about a selfless redeemer to pay our price when we sold ourselves, Lord. And you did it in a for, in such a selfless way, Lord. Thank you for that. I asked in Christ's name that these words would somehow ex- open up and expose your love, your selfless payment to buy us back to give us your name and to set us free i ask that in jesus name amen amen hey guys walk in freedom this week be blessed thank you for joining us on the ark builders podcast a ministry of the rock pockersburg we hope you enjoyed the episode and encourage you to dive into god's word this week have a blessed week we'll see you next time